Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake helps his team. Chuck hops into a tournament. We are joined by a local guest, and Baby Dolphins Matter too. What's up, Chuck? How are we doing today? Still don't understand, but okay. <laughs> yes, it is It is a day. It has been a good, good weekend. Yeah, it was um, a pretty good weekend uh, for me too, but let's first you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you said, I played in a tournament. I played a deck with yes. four times hop in it. And let me tell you, when you play in a tournament and you go, I'm going to play hop, the <laughs> eyes you get. Because <laughs> I don't know how many times I've played it. I played it and they said, why? <laughs> 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 and then and I had to ex- I, I had to explain. So you got multiple. Why are you playing four hop? Yeah, they, they, no, they were just like as soon as I played a hop, they were like, but, but why? <laughs> like the immediate question was like, don't why not Avery? And I was <laughs> right. like, I didn't. I, I was like, I didn't need the extra ability. I just want to draw three cards. Right. But, uh, no. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I think out of any deck, that was kind of a smart deck selection because, you know, Rayquaza just wants to yeet their hand away anyway. It's the ability. So, hey, if you can get away with getting four garbage supporters, I mean, that's the deck to do it. Uh, yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, there was many times where I hopped when I would have liked to do something other than hop. Right. Um, but uh, you can see the list I posted on Twitter. I played Rayquaza because uh, I felt like I might need a little extra draw. And uh, you're not reliant on your raw supporters a little bit, but right. uh, it still worked out well. And I kind of went with the theme of just drawing three. I was just consistently just draw three the whole time, uh, whether it was Ray Crosser or hopping. Um, the only other cards that drew were Marnie and a Roxanne that I threw in because I call them disruption cards, not uh draw cards yeah but, for sure um yeah and i did all right uh two two one one i think i finished seventh place um, that's not bad with a deck I, with four hops yeah i managed to get five dollars in store credit so i played for free hey uh with hop so that's good um i'm i'm happy with it that was off the back of rcs because rcs is a broken card and rayquaza is not a bad card um, it's just not a good deck. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but yeah, my week was kind of uh, eventful. So my um, my yearly company like uh, team bonding event was on Thursday, the day of our normal locals. So I got off work a little early. Um, we got to just hang out at like a local bar slash like mini golf place. Um, and it was really hot that day. Um, and, you know, me and a couple uh, co-workers were playing some cornhole and you know, it was always like winner next, winner next, winner next. And like I get myself in these bad uh, um, situations where I keep winning games like this um, when I kind of want to stop playing. I'm too competitive <laughs> just to give up. Um, but I think I went, I ended up winning five in a row, five games in a row. And they were long ones in the beating sun. And I and I could dumb dumb. I had my sleeves up to try to get, you know, some of my uh, Pennsylvania t- uh, white spots away. You know, you get a little bit of tan. Um, I was in the sun too long and I burnt my arms to a shred. Um, they still are, they're in the itchy stage now, but it 
this weekend, it was painful um, trying to lay down uh, on my side because I'm a side sleeper uh, and trying to sleep on my side was just um, I, it was unbearable and I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's another. Well, apparently there's another sport you have to do a career run in in cornhole league. Right. I mean, I, I'm not that good, but although I did kind of surprise myself because I hit like five or six holes in a row. I'm like, I was even looking at myself like, who is this and throw like, <laughs> like, what did you do with Jake? I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I did that. And, you know, being sunburned, went into our Thursday league, uh, ended up getting second place. So went three, one, uh, finished the, you know, the final game was against our local Mike, which is a newer player to our uh, community, um, but very awesome player. And I believe he was playing, uh, what was he playing? He was playing Palkia um, with Charizard and it came, it, it was very close. Um, and it came down to, you know, the last turn and I just missed the combination by one. Um, I had to, I, I was, if I was able to have one more energy on board, I would have had win with like a retreat, uh, and then, uh, and, you know, and then a knockout, but I wasn't able to pull it off, but it was such a fun game. Um, and congratulations to him. Cause that was probably one of my most enjoyable games, um, you know, in, in, in quite a bit of time, um, you know, locally. Um, so I, I can't wait for more of those kind of things. Um, but we also did, um, have a team challenge and we'll talk a little bit about that later, but we are joined by a guest, one of my teammates, um, for Sports Card Junction. He is one of our locals here, local player, um, you know, tournament organizer, um, awesome friend, and, you know, just such a great part of our community here locally. Um, so we are joined by our random dude, Adam. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? Uh, no, I was, it's, it's uh, been a long day, but I'm very happy to talk a little bit about Pokemon with you and Chuck, um, um, and I'm happy that you're here with us. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated to have me, have me on. For sure. Like, uh, like, like I said, this is long overdue. Um, you've been a part of the community, the Pittsburgh community longer than Chuck and I have even been in the game. Um, you know, so you're, you're definitely one of the staples. Um, and I know we've kind of talked in the past, but just, you know, timing just didn't work out. Um, but just having you here, um, is awesome. We did get to have you, uh, I did get to, you know, do a card opening with you once, um, on the Twitch channel, um, but really wanted to showcase you and, you know, what you are all about um, on the podcast. So um, I know yeah. we've dropped his name a few times on here when we go to like full grips and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's one that always comes along with us for the ride. So and it I, performs well. So. Yeah, the last uh, the last full grip tournament, like it was like was, at that point, it was like a 3K or something. You finished yeah, like well, what ninth just outside of the top eight, just make cut like you were you were on fire that day. Um, and you only missed out because of just, um, you know, resistant points, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, you know, we kind of did a little bit of an intro for you, but for those who don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your Pokemon journey to this point. Uh, yes, my name is Adam and uh, I've been into the whole Pokemon scene since probably 1999 when it came out. <laughs> With the, the red and blue games, the, the cartoon show and whatnot, it was, it was all the rage. Some people stayed on. Some people decided to go a different path with, with their interests and hobbies. And it was just it was a really fun and like exciting type of hobby or interest to really make you think about what ifs and co competitions mm -hmm. and so many different variables to really get out of this like 
interest. So right, right, for sure. It's not it's not just the TCG. It, it is definitely so many aspects for from collecting to like even plushies that were showing off our plushies before um, our podcasts, um, you know, and even the video games, there's just so many different nuances to kind of keep your mind racing, you know, in a, in a positive constructive way. Um, and that's kind of where I, you know, enjoy the game. Um, was it, was it card games first or was it the video games first? Uh, for me, it was the video games. I did, I was into the red and blue game, game boy color games. I, did a little bit of the card game, but like I didn't really play. I just collected and had Charizards, but then those got went missing on a wanted poster and <laughs> yeah, never man. seen again. Right. I know I know I had one as a child too, and I don't even know where it went at this point. How many how many 30-something year olds are like, I had that card? Where right. did it go? If I just um, had it, I would be like a thousandaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was just curious too, because I I my interest in back then, I played red and blue. I had some first edition cards. I don't know where they are, but uh, it was the video games first. And I was playing Magic at the time, then dabbled in Pokemon. So mm-hmm. um, I was just curious. So now, did you guys, either of you guys, play the the Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy? No. There was a video game where you w- walked around and played against like gym leaders and that you played like the card battle game. I, um, I have seen that. But yeah, I, I, I remember playing that. it as a kid, but I don't like it still didn't make sense to me quite as much as you know it does now, obviously, as an adult playing <laughs> playing it competitively. Yeah, I've, I've seen it being played, but like I never really put got like hands on with it since mm-hmm. like the, the majority of the fandom or the fun with it was the actual red and blue games and right that was i guess a spin-off or something right. it, it kind of was uh plus ptcgo is better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't uh, it's playing ptcgo on a game boy oh imagine that would be crazy <laughs> uh, but we're kind of going in from uh you know talking about red and blue um that's kind of a good uh transition into our you know our our standard four questions so i'll take the first one today um so adam what is your favorite Pokemon, um, and it could be from any generation. Oh, that's 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 probably even though it's an it sounds like an easy question. That's always a tough question too because mm-hmm. there's so many out there. You love them in this case and that case. Um, there has to be a one. There got to be one that holds yeah. a special no, place I, in your heart. I know right. it's hard to pick one, but i know because it's like for example in the tcg you like a certain pokemon but in like the video games you don't you're not too crazy about it but i would say it would have to be between dialga and agron i like steel types okay yeah those are two those are two big steel types why haven't i seen you play an agron deck then we we Uh, had we had uh we had ryan play one a couple like a couple (laughs) months ago uh, and he did pretty well with it. You got to one up him, right? <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to take away his thunder. I don't <laughs> let him have it. So, right? No, no, that's that's. I fair. don't like to do well while playing card games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like mean, to be fair, Ryan. I think he was. He finished like three one that day and was very close to taking taking it home. I, I can't say anything. I never even looked at making an Agron deck. So, I, I knew that card came out, and I was like, Ryan. And I knew Adam, like, I kind of knew Adam, like, I'd run too. Like, whoever wants to make it first, please. Right. I'm like, I'll trade you these cards. They're worth lots of money. No. (laughs) 
yeah but that's something i was just like i i made the dialga deck which is a very fun deck i keep changing up my ideas with it so mm -hmm. and i think i would prefer that and like with ptcgo you can keep changing up uh, oh for yeah. sure like get a feel for a deck before making the deck in real life so all right so i guess a tangent off that question then since you're a dialga fan um what was your i want to hear on you know on the podcast officially what was your uh, your views on ADP uh, back in the day since Dive, it was a, a good third of that card. Oh boy. Yeah, that was a, it was a love hate relationship. It's like you love playing it against it and doing what it does. But then mm -hmm. when you're against it, it's like, you, it all depends on the coin flip and the, the starting hands and how you get going. And Right. But you were, it wasn't like a, a toxic deck to you. Um, like everybody made it out to be. No, I've had other like gameplay styles or deck styles that I was more, not say frowning upon, but I was just didn't really gel mm -hmm. with whether it be playing or playing against. Right. So like I, I'm not saying that's a, a troubling deck for for me or it was really annoying, but it was just. Well, that's oh, a, that's fair. That's a spoiler alert for one of our future four questions maybe i don't i didn't be, think that you would be no answer. it won't be that it won't be that um, <laughs> uh, so i'll hit us with the second question um what is your favorite pokemon card uh ever and that could be for any reason art uh it's a dialga it's uh got it your name you on something it. yeah it won you something it doesn't matter uh what is your favorite card um Let me think about that one. That's any reason. Mm. What was that one? Give me a what second. One card he had about a bazillion of. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, though. Oh, if you're if we're, if we're talking Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> like Pokemon, that's a whole different story. No, no, right, we're, yeah, sticking, no we're sticking. We're sticking to Pokemon. <laughs> I, I just remember looking in the binder. He had like a bazillion of one card. Um, to that's all, but. Back to you, Pokemon card favorite one. I know you collect certain things, but you you do collect a lot of things all over the place because you have a nice secret rare collection of Rainbow Rare Pokemon. So I I, I will say Adam is one person that I haven't seen him collect one single Pokemon. So yeah, that's I like to have like a variety of group of things, but um probably one of my tag team alt alternate alternate art rares is something i really cherish and whatnot i like the uh the giratina and garchomp okay yeah. no that's a good yeah, one that's a cool one they i mean those those tag team alts has some really really cool arts i, I was, was hoping you said Pikaram. <laughs> <laughs> i was actually hoping for the the latios and, and latius one because the heart shape one right, is right. awesome and a, and a valuable card in its own right um so I don't know if you can hear my dogs barking, but it's okay. Um, At least you don't hear mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead with the next question. All right. So Adam, that, uh, this one might be maybe a little bit more difficult. Um, so all time since you've been in the game for, you know, many years, um, what is the worst card for the game um, in your opinion? Now I don't mean like, like pet playability, like it's not a good card. I mean like a, a card that you just don't like for one reason or another. 
one of them would have to be Crushing Hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. a big one. I'm sure yeah. this card has gotten you a few times. Yeah, it's 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 that 50-50 chance, and the the 50-50 chance doesn't go in doesn't favor me most of the time. So I'm just like, well, <laughs> it yeah. feels that way. But I, I feel like if you you actually did the numbers, it probably would be pretty close to that 50-50. Here, no, no one needs rational thought when it no comes rational to... thoughts. Now let me ask you this <laughs> though, because we we are not currently in a crushing hammer meta. Um, we were a little bit with Dragapult. We were when you know Picaron was uh, a big thing. You know, towards the end. Um, was there another time frame in the Pokemon trading card game that Crushing Hammer was so prevalent? Um, you know, uh, other than you know, you know, the at the end of the tag team era. Uh, well, I'll start for a little bit of my history. I started off with the Lost the Thunder era, which was about 2018 slash 2019s that time frame. Mm-hmm. So, Crushing Hammer wasn't too big. But like once they re- started reprinting like like the the card itself, mm-hmm. like Sword and Shield base and other like places that it was annoying in some of the stall decks. Like there was a in the Orangaroo Pidgeot Pidgeotto Airmail deck where it was just yeah. designed to stall you out and get rid of your energy and just do everything you can to like. Yeah, that, was, really, that was yeah. right before my time. I, I remember, yeah. you know, I have a few of those Pidgeots uh, or Pidgeotos, but yeah, that deck, from what I heard, was a, a very annoying deck to play against. Yeah. So we'll take this in a different turn now. Oh, yeah, we already did the favorite card. Um, yeah. But take it a different turn still. So we went from most hated card. What is your fondest Pokemon memory to date? It's our last tough question for you. And then we'll take you out the hot seat. <laughs> um, probably one of the most favorite Pokemon memories I've had was probably coming into the full grip tournament where uh, all, y'all saw me play in my last round. I didn't, I won my last match and um in the i think eighth round or seventh round and i it was against the mu v max mirror match and mm-hmm. i was that was such a close game and even though i didn't pop it was still a good feeling to like help s- support the the team that we're on or show like be part of like trying to make the people better and right yeah. proud of myself that I'm part of this group and stuff like that. And I saw you, Jake, you, you're watching my game. And then you went back to the others and you're like, Oh, thumbs up. Right. No, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, I mean, we just went through our first, like Chuck and I, you know, our first IRL season going to all these, you know, ICs uh, or, and then all the regionals. Um, but that one K I think it was one K um, either way. Um, that was our first like taste of like real competitive IRL play. Um, and the see you do so well, um, and you know, just tr- you sharing that success with your team, uh, your local community, um, and it even stems back to even before you got to that point. You know, you know, some of our other locals were doing well um, to a, a certain point before they kind of dropped off because Des was really close, and just kind of having that rapport with your, you know, your group of friends, um, and like, heck yeah, you you, you kind of take that, you know, obviously you want to do well as a player, but you know, seeing your friends and your 
your, your testing group and whatever do well as um, on the same hand is it's just as gratifying to me. Yeah. I love that yeah. support between everybody. And it's like, we hope to not like play each other in the first round of these big tournaments and stuff like that. Save right. that to the top two. Right. But still just, we always, it's fun to go back to your teammates after a round finishes and be like, Hey, how did you, did you do good? Did you do bad? Or did you do that? Stuff like right. that. And that's, that's really fun support. Yeah. No, I, I was really pumped for you that mo- in that moment because you did step up and you took the dub. Um, unfortunately, yeah, just bubbling out. Um, but definitely a great showing. And I know, um, you know, we're going to be as a group going to more of these kind of events, you know, next season as IRL play and restrictions kind of loosen up and just more tournaments open up in general. Um, and I can't wait to share that success, um, you know, with the two of you and, you know, our other locals um, that are part of this community. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited for the upcoming season and we can chat about that a little bit later because uh, I think we have some fun stuff to do. Yes. It's the fun portion of the podcast. Um, I think this is usually my favorite portion is the trivia. So Chuck, do you want to start out today or do you want me to start? Uh, You can start with your trivia question first. It's time time for trivia, trivia. All right. So Adam, um, I play the same game. Uh, every week is uh, guess that um, Pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to um, and is always standard legal. Uh, so you kind of both both you and Chuck are trying to guess this. So um, you both, you know, can kind of collaborate if needed. Um, so we're playing guess that Pokemon this attack belongs to um, and the attack name is draw up. Draw up. Mm. I want to say Smeargle, but that's got to be wrong. Uh, I feel it's like like most of the normal Pokemon do like draw like attacks or abilities. So I can give you a hint, but uh, you get less points for getting it right if I do. <laughs> um, Not that there's an actual point system. Yeah, we actually keeping. I was going to say, are we actually no. keeping track of points? <laughs> Not um, at all. I'm going to need a hint. I, well, I know. I mean, I'll stick with Smeargle. That's going to be my guess. It's not Smeargle. I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. It is not a normal type Pokemon. It is a water type Pokemon. Well, now I'm still at a loss. Uh, the only thing else I can... Uh, I have two guesses in mind, and I'm pretty sure they're both wrong, but I'll take a stab at it and going to say... Uh, Kramer, Kramerant. No, I'm sorry. Both of you guys were wrong. Um, that, of course, draw up um, for one colorless, or well, I'm sorry, one water energy. Attach up to three water energies from your discard pile and put it onto this Pokemon. And of course, that's everybody's favorite meme deck. Oh, whale, whale, whale. Or whale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good old Wayland. That is such a fun deck, though. If you ever want to play a flip deck, that is the that is the card to play with because obviously it has that ocean wave attack that does 120 damage times, you know, potentially three uh, for three uh, coin flips. So uh, pretty decent attack. And for a V Pokemon, it has 280 HP. So uh, put put a cape of toughness on there, and you're you're well over uh, 300 for a two price Pokemon. 
All right, I'm going to give another stumper. I'm going to change up Jake's game here uh, and do name that trainer card. I like this. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what this trainer card does, and then you have to tell me the name of it. Before you start, right. is it standard or is it expanded? It is standard. Okay. You guys are lucky because I have barely any expanded cards laying in front of me at the moment. So, right. um, uh, so this card, you choose one of your Pokemon, then flip a coin until you get tails. For each heads, heal 40 damage from the, from that Pokemon. It's a trainer. Trainer. 40 damage. Uh, okay, I, I think I got it. I don't know the like per, like the name perfectly, but I like I know what's called or close to it. So you like these coin flips? So you flip coins. I gotta pick cards. That you're not gonna. Well, okay, discard one card from your hand. Search for a basic Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that. No, card. I know that. Okay, <laughs> I'm just you're, so you flip coins until you fr- flip tails, and for each heads you heal forty damage. Yep, flip it. Flip a coin. Until you get tails, and then for each heads, you heal 40 damage. I mean, from that, Pokemon. it's not lucky ice pop because that's that's 20 plus a, it's just flip every time. Um, I'm that's not, mm, I don't know, Adam. You have a guess. I, I, I'm stumped. I can't think. Um, of it. I think it's called Sweet Honey or Honey Jar or something like that. It, it is oh. Sweet Honey. Oh, sweet honey come on. That's, oh. uh, it actually just came out in Astral Radiance as well. So, um, Lucky Ice part. Pop on steroids, but uh, it does Lucky Ice Pop goes back to your hand. So you can keep it after right. you've done healed. So a little bit better. Yeah, uh, after you're done healing up your Waylord. Right, exactly. <laughs> you thought you were going to knock him out next turn? Nah, bud. <laughs> All right. So now that I have a set list and everything going, we're going to do some random card madness. Uh, and we are going to do, since we have a complete set list for Lost Abyss, I'm going to do a, a Lost Abyss random card uh, madness section here. So um, we're going to randomly generate a number between one and uh, 127, I believe, is the amount of cards, uh, including secret rares in in Lost Abyss. So uh, we've randomly generated the card number 91, which gives us uh, 91 is uh, the Toolbox card. Uh, let me get the exact translation here for you. So it is called Toolbox. It is an item trainer card. Uh, you look at the top seven cards of your deck, reveal any number of Pokemon tool cards you find there, and put them into your hand. Shuffle your cards back into your deck. Uh, and, of course, you can play as many items as you want. Um, now, in traditional random card madness fashion, is this card going to be something we're going to say it's bulk? Play it. Uh, it's going to be good in, in, in decks. Play it. Or, like I said before, bulk, as I repeat myself. Right. Um, well, uh, Adam, do you want to start us off on this one? Oh, sure. Um, with the top seven, and it'll probably be more of a niche type deck where you could use it with the Whimsicott, with the Flying Fluff, or is that is that the attack truck? Uh, it is. Tool dropping one? I think it's, 
it is flying fluff. It might be fluff. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, I, you are right. I think this card is going to be niche with that. I don't remember the attack for Whimsicott. I should, I should very much know that off by heart, but I right. don't. But yeah, that's. I know fluff gets in the way is uh, uh, his the Whimsicott V Star attack, but or V attack, one of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'm going to start stealing the thunder a little bit. I think his card's going to be bulk unless you decide to play Pachirisu or for a little bit longer, Whimsicott. Um, any of those cards that are tool damage heavy, um, like multipliers via tools, which are Honchkrow Vs holding on to four Cape of Toughnesses. Um, that's, that's the only place you're going to see this just because you want tools. Um, I don't think any deck is running tools that they need so badly they need to add an extra search card for them right so right i mean i have some stuff to say but adam did you want to add anything to that the only other cards i think of that would go aside from the patchy and and the whimsicott would be be the garboder Mm -hmm. so that's the stage one double colorless uh shuffle all the tools in your discard pile into your deck and does 30 damage times amount of tools. So, I mean, there could be some fun with it if within maybe a right. something deck. So, Right. So, I mean, those three decks kind of all kind of share similarities where they do damage per tool. Um, and I would agree with you guys that it's niche currently and it's, it's probably binder fodder because um, you want to at least keep you know, any kind of trainer card or, or item card um, handy just in case something in the meta comes up uh, or, or you know, something new in the next uh, set uh, drops. Um, with that being said, right now with the card pool that we know of or that I can think of at the top of my head, I don't really think it's really that relevant because, I mean, there are tools that you want to use in all of the decks um, but that are not that um, maybe necessary to have a card like that. But maybe in the future um, where there are, different tools that you really, really want to get out there. And maybe after shady dealings is gone, um, you know, there might be some playability to it down the road um, to to kind of almost guarantee a card, or at least, um, you know, give yourself more chance to to get the card. You like pokey, pokey gears 3.0. I mean, there that deck or that card's not seen in a lot of decks, but when you need it, like Duraludon likes it um, when you need to find that trainer, maybe there'll be a deck, like that that needs to find you know that item card um to continue on obviously right now in the current meta game um i don't really see a use for it but i do say keep it in your bulk um for the future yeah i i, I just think currently there's better ways to search out items oh yeah um, but that's why pokey gear sits around because there's arguably not necessarily like a whole bunch of good options to necessarily search supporters uh, specifically supporters so um if a lot of those item searching cards go away like then toolbox could be handy but it's bulk we can move on now moving on to the big wide world of the online meta because we have to go talk with turtwig and ryan and get some meta analysis for this week Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to... Turtwig Talks the Meta. 
This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 20 tournaments, 2,024 unique deck plays, and 5,547 matches to cover this week. So, let's hop right into those top 8s. Starting off, Arceus Duraludon had 9 top 8s, The Rocks had 9 top 8s, Mew had 15 top 8s, Palkia had 30 top 8s, and Arceus up at the top had 39 top 8s this week. So that's it for the top 8s, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Arceus Inteleon, Palkia Inteleon, and Arceus Duraludon. The only notable change this week was to Dialga, which was down in win percentage by almost 4%. Everything else just had a small skew in the data. I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out our Thursday locals. This week I wasn't able to make it, but I heard we had an awesome crowd full of awesome people. So, I love y'all, keep it up. Now, let's talk about the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Arceus Gyarados, Arceus Mewtwo, Arceus Pikachu, Mewtwo Rocks, Shadow Rider, and Stonejourner. Ice Rider had two wins, Mew had two wins, Palkia had three wins, and at the top, God himself, Arceus had seven wins this week. Poke God staying at the top. So, Turtwig work hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at ry for gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And we're back. And we're done with that meta report and we're going into the news. Yes, news. Um, there's not a lot of like ground shattering news, but there is a few things um, worth talking about. And the first thing I want to talk about, um, and you kind of talked about your favorite uh, deck right now, Dialga. Uh, mine right now is Palkia. Um, they're coming out with a V-Star Premium Collections, uh, you know, box in October, which will come with a um, you know promo of the V and V-Star plus a bunch of packs. Um, so. It's about that time where that those those cards are going to start to come more readily avail, available and a little bit cheaper because products like this are coming out. So um, props to Pokemon for keeping that going. Um, you know, to, thank to, you TPSI. Exactly. TPSI. My wallet is very free. <laughs> Especially how Chuck and I went off on a rant last week uh, talking about buying singles um, and and not maybe investing so much in loose packs. Uh, so this is a product that will help. Now that we're buying if, packs. Well, well, we're buying packs, <laughs> but it is a guaranteed, hey, I'm getting um, X card that I want. So yeah. um, it is becoming easier to get. So what do you guys, you guys want to add anything to that? Well, I just like for me, because like I said on the last episode, like, yeah, it's having a hard time justifying spending the money on Palkias because they're expensive uh, and I have zero. They're worth, they're worth it. I, I know they're worth it. Um, I'm just having a lot of fun not using them. So, but this is like, oh, okay, this is justifying it because even if they still stayed at thirty dollars, I'm getting seven. I think it's seven packs, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, I'll spend forty to fifty dollars on my Palkia, but I'm gonna get seven other Pokemon like packs, Pokemon cards with it. So, um, I can my my brain gets behind it a little bit better. So, I agree with that, Adam. You want to add anything to that? Yeah. So this. This is a great move on their part because it's just like the Arceus V collection box where you get the figure, you get the, but this case you get the full art promo and the act and alt art, well, 
not really an alt art, but like a different variation of the V star of each of these Pokemon, and mm-hmm. which is a very very nice combination. And whether you are competitive and wanting to make the deck or casual, want to try something that like is kind of popular with everyone else, these are great things to like open up. And right. there's like who knows you may pull another Dialga or Palkia out of these packs, or there's Lost Origin packs too. So lots of fun. Yeah. Right. I I yeah, I agree. I'm excited for these. Uh because not necessarily to get these products exactly. I mean the side effect of when Pokemon does this is usually the single price does drop of both mm-hmm. um both and of the- these cards. Um the Dialga and the Palkia and the Vs and the V stars, because there's just basically an injection of these cards into the world specifically. Um, and I mean, it might leave me the opportunity to actually build the Alga too, because I like the idea of that deck, just the whole, like, if I can do this, I just win solitaire aspect of it. Um, but I mean, it's all about making that combo happen, but like, I mean, it's just offering what, what they're doing is basically offering two primo options in the meta to get a little bit cheaper and a little bit more accessible. And I always high five hand clap, rah, rah those off Pokemon for doing that. No, I agree. Um, I guess a little side tangent question for the two of you um, out of the three, you know, gods, um, what deck do you think has more, you know, staying power, you know, in the next year or two, do you think it's going to be Arceus, Daga or Palkia? Uh, I choose ADP. <laughs> Just all three. <laughs> <laughs> as much as uh, i love palkia i i honestly think it's going to be um Arceus just because it, there's a lot more versatility with what you compare it with um both dialga and palkia both seem like they're they're both really solid decks um and you know, adam and myself both kind of said how much we like you know re- those decks respectively but i i don't see much flexibility with those two cards i guess with other archetypes i i think Arceus has the best staying power and uh of the other two uh i think palkia is a good lightning deck away from being non-existent like water was mm-hmm. when pika rum was around um and if we find another lightning deck that is that level like a palkia level deck then it's just going to oppress him to the no end um dialga on the other hand has the ability, the way it's built, to just, if they can craft a way to make the combo happen, mm-hmm. then it'll stay around. And I don't think it'll ever be Mr. I'm top tier, S tier deck, but it could be one like A tier, like I just got to hit the nuts nine right. rounds. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's that's my. I don't think they've they've got that build yet on Dia. I don't think anyone's got that build yet on Dialga. And I, if anyone's going to get it, it's going to be Adam because he's got like seventeen builds of that. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. I've had many ideas trying to work with what's the best uh, working out, but between the, the three, I still say Arceus would be the one that sticks around the best because of the versatility between all these various uh, Pokemon V decks, and plus you've got Sharon's care still in the meta. So not that's going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going anywhere for the time being. 
Yeah, so the thing with Arceus is, is just like Pocky is a water deck. Um, so that he has that inherent like weakness to lightning. Now Arceus is weakness to fighting. So yeah, but our Arceus can also be a, a psychic deck. He can be a dark deck. We've seen him be a fire deck. Now we've seen him be a water deck. Mm-hmm. It's just he can be what he can kind of slide into whatever he wants to necessarily cover that. Um, the fact that he is weak to fighting. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, on that. Agreed. All right. So I I'm sorry I derailed us a little bit on the news. Um, we'll continue on on the news um, and another. Um, you know, quick tidbit, I guess, uh, is the sh- the Sword and Shield 12 set um, will be, uh, well, I guess the date is released and when it's going to be um, out, and that is going to be um, November 11th. The pre-releases will be taken between October 29th and November 6th, uh, so pretty excited about that uh, as well. Um, obviously, that's, there's... That's Japan release, right? Um, it just says the following the lost origins so i'm not sure this is the one where it's it's actually one of the smallest gaps in between pre-releases that we are going to have because we got the pre-release mm-hmm. is in august slash oh, this, well, uh, september yep then we got the end of october and beginning of november which is the, a very like just a two-month gap right yeah that's not too bad yeah. um and then that will be um right before rotation right because uh the sword and shield block rotates at what January? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that'll, that'll be right before uh, the the official 2023 season starts. So these cards will kind of be uh, obviously nothing's revealed, but these cards will kind of be potentially um, at the forefront of the beginning of next se- season. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Now speaking of new sets being dropped. We have two kind of promotion, promotional sets being dropped. We have also McDonald's gets a, a new list of promotional cards. Um, it's taking place in August 9th through September 26th. Uh, gets another four card promo pack. Uh, there's a full card list that you can read on Poke Beach. Mm-hmm. And for if that isn't enough to get you crazy for Pokemon cards, they are for the, I don't know if this is the first time, but I think this is the best thing ever. They are doing a trick or trade booster pack box that you can buy for Halloween that basically get, you can, instead of giving out candy, give out packs of Pokemon cards to the kids in the street. We need to do that. Um, uh, they will be sold wherever you usually get, but uh, basically what I've seen on them is that it's like a three card pack. Everything is like reprinted cards already from other sets that have all been out, but um, you get Pokemon cards and a cool little Halloween themed booster. So trick or trade is the set. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that is pretty cool. I agree. I I can't wait. I want to be that cool guy that everybody, every kid wants to go to uh, my house because I'm giving Pokemon cards out instead of, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some of those, like, was it uh, sweet tarts or anything like that? <laughs> Ooh, circus peanuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for the news. It was right. kind of a light week right. on news. 
Uh, it's not, uh, I mean, it's some pretty good news, uh, just light topics, not much to besides to, to get excited. I mean, not much to like talk about besides getting excited for things that are coming out. Right. And Pokemon's good at that, at getting us hyped uh, for, you know, the next couple months. But that being so, said, um, let's jump into the, you know, the meat of the conversation. Um, we got Adam on here. There's a bevy of com- or, uh, topics I want to kind of cover. Um, but as I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, Adam is my teammate for the team challenge for Sports Card Junction. And I want to talk about um, our last round, our round two, um, and kind of see, you know, from Adam's point of view, how, how it's going and, and have a few questions there. So um, let's give a little bit of a recap, Adam, if you want to kind of give a rundown of how our tournament has run so far for Sports Card Junction. Okay. Well, with with things, we played our games uh, pretty late on Saturday night last weekend. Uh, started off pretty pretty good for us. We were going two two one in the first round. Mm-hmm. I was playing Mu V Max. You were playing Palkia, and Colin was playing Darkius. Darkius, uh, uh, Darky with the with the Charizard. He had the Charizard package. Yes. So, and we all were, we had like good matchups, except for that uh, we were playing against uh, Boardwalk Games. They mm-hmm. were, they were a really tough team to fight and we're glad we like had some good games and learned some stuff. So um, their, their team consisted of Mew VMAX, Palkia and uh, Flying Pikachu deck. Right. Which um, I've learned that, the flying Pikachu between all our games, he was undefeated. He was, that was... He, was he was carrying his team for sure. <laughs> yes. Flying Pikachu is a good deck. It is. I mean, um, especially when uh myself and Adam are playing uh cards in our deck that are weak to cards in his deck. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a lot of people say that Arceus with the flying peak is still not the best deck, but it's, I don't know. I, guess I don't know if it's the best deck. I mean, for me, because I played against him and it went to game three and it went very deep into the last game three and he squeaked out a win. Um, and I think he had it anyways. There was like a misplay, but I still think even if I didn't, because um, I was try- at the end of my game, I was trying to use a Greninja play to soften up um, his Pikachu and then like take a uh, Palkia out or uh, I'm sorry, Arceus out. Um, but, you know, that late at night, I forgot. I completely uh, spaced, you know, his ability that I would, or you know, effect of his attack that I couldn't hit him. Um, but even, <laughs> even if I played it correctly and bossed him up and you know hit that, um, I was still hoping that he didn't have a boss um, for his last turn, and he probably would have. Yeah, try to like make put some pressure on him and try to like make him think about what play to do next. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was close. Um, like you said, I, I think you went, uh, two, one overall. I, I think all of us went to, well, Colton was going to go two one. Um, but you know, you went two one, I went to one and Colton, like I said, it was on his way. Um, it was very like balanced, um, you know, attack from all of us. Um, you know, it, it was, it was solid. We went up to two to one. Uh, in the first round and in the second round, we went up uh, four two, and then mm-hmm. going into the third round, 
Uh, we were kind of talking before that round started. We're like, oh, man, just one of us need to take the uh, take a win. Um, and then we just kind of close it out from there. So it was kind of relieving um, that this time around we had a little bit more flexibility going in the third round um, compared to the week previous where um, we had to win two out of three um, and kind of you know win that last round outright. I think, Jake, that you are going to be our Mr. Closer because you've sealed <laughs> the deal for our rounds each time. So and I'm just, right. that's what I mean, do. exactly. I mean, our, our first match, I like I kind of explained last week, I didn't overall have a positive record because um, there was a lot of decks that were out there to counter me. Um, but I did end up taking, you know, the, the final game winning um, uh, like point uh, for the team, although you went 3-0 that week. So it was it was nice to be able to support you because I, I would have hated for us to lose. And then you were just like, uh, you, you know, you, you were out there going 3-0 and then uh, still not winning. So I didn't want that to happen. Um, but this week, like I said, um, us being in that position, I was just able to close out before the two of you guys. Um, and it was a gratifying feeling, but it does feel nice to kind of be, quote unquote, the closer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask, um, you know, with, with the metagame, how it is, there's, you know, Arceus is up there, uh, Palkia is up there as, you know, arguably the two best decks in, in, in the format. Um, and we kind of alluded that with uh, talking about Palkia, uh, the ADP kind of, uh, you know, trifecta and who's going to have lasting power. Um, and kind of Mew has been falling off uh, lately in the metagame, but you've been playing him in our team challenges and, Obviously, you're doing something right because you're five and one in team challenges. Um, what kind of le- led you to wanting to play Mew um, in this meta and having the success you're having? I, I, what's your secret, I guess? I just love that uh, flexibility and trying to like be offensive, but also have like backup plans within my deck because I know there's um, people playing paths, which is a really big pain for me, and that's what happened to me in my flying peak two matchup in the third round of uh, our last team challenge. And um, I kind of just, I, I always liked playing the, the Rotom phone to mm-hmm. get set up with, if I don't need to like draw any more with Genesect to just leave the um, Rose tower, old cemetery, old cemetery is also a good card too, mm-hmm. for like softening up uh, our RCSV stars. Because that, at that point you only need just uh two power tablets or a power tablet choice belt to, to knock it out. But um, yeah, I play four road and phones because I always like setting myself up for the next draw, next card, regardless if, you know, as soon as you like want to play a stadium when your opponent does not have a stadium and, but your opponent's going to Marnie you and like getting rid of your stadium, like that you didn't play or, you know, the path Marnie. So, right. Right. So I always want to set that up on top of my deck and not many people are playing judge. Now people are still playing Marnie. So I always like to have a setup where I always have a way to squeak out of tough situations. Correct. I mean, so I guess there's a very heavily like emphasized importance on knowing your deck and your outs and your win conditions and, all that um you know on top of just being the meta selection it's obviously not 
you know, top dog anymore. Uh, it is still definitely in that a, um, a tier class, but I think there's more of an importance on knowing the 60 and what, what all those situations can kind of bring out. Yeah. I see there, I see a lot more, uh, experience being, uh, the experience with the deck, with the player being a bigger thing on whether like how well you can do, um, the more you've played it, the more, you know, how the deck functions and then, I mean, there's still much, much, uh, many different variants and you kind of summed it up because I was going to follow up with like, what are you playing in your Mew? Is it, is it switching cups? Is it Rotom phone? Is it, do you have the, the one Marnie in it or whatever? You know what I mean? Um, so, but you said you're using Rotom phones. So, and old cemetery is your, is your, your stadium choice. So that's cool. I mean, it's, it's nice to see, um, that experience paying off and, and your deck choices working out. Because you do have you have that built in uh, Marnie path protection with that Rotom foam kind of gives you. Yeah, and the other card I really really like in, in this deck is Silene. Sometimes it works out mm -hmm. so beautifully to get those power tablets back on top of the deck and then go for a big knockout. So yeah, yeah, I definitely underestimated Silene in this deck. Uh, when it first came out, because I was like, oh, it's a flip card. Like, what are you really trying to get? But then I, I did play against a couple opponents. And I'm sorry with the hiccups. Um, but like yourself included, where, uh, you know, you had all your power tablets gone. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm sitting pretty. There's no way you can Oko me. You get that Silene out there and boom, boom, boom. One thing leads to another. And then now you're reaching like 300 plus damage. Uh, so important card for sure. On, on, on average, it should net you one card. Um, I mean, there's, there's going to be time where you get two, but if you roll two heads, 50, 50, you should come up with at least one. Right. I mean, you'll hate the, the double tails, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. Next I want to talk about um, maybe a little bit about communication with, you know, our team and deck selection and kind of like strategies there. Uh, like I kind of alluded to last week, our first opponents, you know, they, they chose to pick three Arceus decks to try to counter. Um, and, you know, our team is kind of trying to play like the spread game where, where we're having one of each deck kind of like good in every direction. So cover all bases. Um, so in your opinion, you know, I, I mean, obviously you're on my team and you kind of helped to that decision, but maybe kind of talk about um, your thought process um, on deck selection um, for yourself um, in combination with your teammates. Yeah, so we like all these different like top tier decks all have like a certain strategy that we're all like kind of used to better than like each other's. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've if Mew is going to be played, everyone has like their like best shot of moving forward with with winning with it with whatever deck or whether what the whatever they are most comfortable with. So, and you you like Palkia and Arceus decks, so you. So you go that route, Jake. Mm -hmm. um, and then our other teammates, uh, Sam and Colton, they they like Ice Rider. They like also Arceus and other things, too. So, and shout-outs to them. I'm glad we're teammates with them. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we have a really solid team. And I, I love the communication, um, not only just with deck selection, like you said, with, um, with different – Arceans variants with ha having the options of, of Ice Rider, 
because um, definitely those are decks that can do damage in the meta. But um, just just staying in constant communication with each other, or like you know what our schedules are looking like, um, you know, and who's best suited. Uh, seeing our our matchups and kind of saying, okay, well, what are we kind of um, thinking? What is our best chances for that? So, um, stay. Staying in constant communication um, is really important. And um, I, I'm enjoying my time um, being on the team with you guys and just kind of having that camaraderie back and forth. Yeah, and seeing what like the best 60 of a, of a deck is, what like what cards you need, which cards you don't need, deck testing before, like how we did last week with the Flying Pikachu matchup. So. Right. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, myself and you did, uh, did test that matchup. Um, ultimately I did lose, but I did think it, um, with that specific matchup, but I do think it, it de- definitely helped because it was a very close match and it was, you know, at the very end where, um, uh, you know, it was, a, it was almost there for, for that point. So it was not in vain for sure. I like the, 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 how you guys are talking about, like what, what comes into big play for people that may not have been, participating in team challenges yet but uh is the versatility between the four of you guys and playing like adam was saying putting the players in what they're gonna their familiarity what they're gonna perform best with right but then you're also looking at it like all right like this is what we're facing this is what um or this is what we're most likely to see like this is what we should submit like these are the decks that are working in the meta now like we should have a palky we should have this we should have that and then, but like making sure that the list that you're using, like uh, if it's Palkia, it's being played by like Jake's submitting the Palkia list because mm-hmm. he likes the Palkia. He's familiar with it. If Mew's going to get played, it's going to be played by Adam because he's familiar with Mew. Like uh, that selfishness, like not self selflessness, like in that you're not like, I want to play this because this is what I want to do. You're right. Not, like if, like, like if both myself and Adam wanted to play, um mew for instance i i don't know if like having two of any um identical lists are are the strategy to go with um some people have chose that i don't think that personally is um but we definitely you have to be honest with one another one another hey who's the better player at this deck um you know and i'm not going to try to like just say oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i want to play it so that's it so just no it's honest like what gives art team the best chance to win and if we're playing Mew, it's going to be adam because he's the one that's been playing it um the the more consistently and more often and he he has the reps especially in the newer versions um so why would i try to take that from my teammate because it's only hurting me in the end yeah so just reiterating the fact that those those are kind of tactics that you might want to think about if if we come to team challenge season four later like and you you guys we, you end up on a team and you qualify, you know what I mean? These are cool team tactics that you can use on a later team challenge. Cause I do hope they keep doing them. These are oh, super, fun. they are super fun. And I mean, I just want to piggyback kind of still off that. It's just having one another's back um, is super, super, super important being able to you know, just trust in your teammates, um, you know, win loss or whatever, just like that they're putting their best foot forward and having the confidence in them. I mean, I want to keep this going because this is literally, our last official event of 2022 season for us. And I don't want it to end. So I want to keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure it will keep going as 
my weekend calendar is already opened up. Right. Uh, we can. <laughs> I know. You got to keep playing hop as long as we go, right? Is that the <laughs> No, no. Oh, dang no, it. And, but I did, but on that note, since you brought it up again, uh, I had one uh, fellow uh, local uh, say, uh, you guys shouldn't have used, we shouldn't have used hop as our bet. It should have been Dan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we said hop at first, so we had to stick yeah. with it. Stay yeah, we did. And I, yeah, we just didn't think of that. But, but Dan is a mightily worse car. <laughs> right. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> but, you're not wrong. Uh, before we but, move on from team challenge, yeah. I just wanted to, I kind of alluded to it uh, in the intro and, you know, saying baby dolphins matter too. Uh, so there is a little bit of backstory with our team. It's a kind of, I think it's a bonding point and I hope this keeps going. So it started last week with our first, our first matchup. And I don't like, we were just in the discord of our opponent. I forget who it was, um, but they had a dolphin emote and uh, to everything they said. Right. So we started putting dolphins and then we all ended up getting to keep that emote in the, in there. Uh, so going into our next match, you know, we took, we ended up taking the dub and all of us were throwing the dolphin emotes and like Adam and, and, and Colton were doing, um, you know, one or two and they were like massive, massive. And I was just spamming them. I think I did like 20 of them. I just copy pasted, copy pasted. And, and Colton was, uh, giving me grief. He's like, they're too small. You can't see them. And then, uh, Adam, I th- believe was like, no baby dolphins, uh, count too. So <laughs> <laughs> the crying point for our team is just keep the dolphins uh, going. They got to keep, keep going on their, uh, on their journey. So we don't want to end it. Um, so we're going to continually um, spam the dolphin emotes and, you know, on, on, um, on discord, on, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, locally in our, our group chats, we're just going to keep the dolphins going um, and bring them, bring them home to the, you know, the top eight of North America, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's top eight of the world. You're playing the whole world. Now. Heck yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, um, well, what's that? I was going to say, I was, I was going to do exactly what you were going to do. It's moving on from the baby dolphins. What is our next uh, area we wanted to go to? Because I believe yes. we have Adam here. He's a professor. He's one of our right. new local judges. We were going to hit him, ask him some questions on that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of awesome um, community members that are part of the judging community and the tournament organizing. Um, and Adam is definitely uh, now that official play is, you know, s- slated to come back. Adam is one of those guys in, in our local area that is the ca- catalyst to try to get us ready for that season. And we're doing everything in the up and up to Pokemon standards. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, kind of taking it on the chin, not being able to play and sacrificing his, um, you know, his Thursdays and Fridays um, to, you know, organize, judge, and kind of just hang out with us and not be able to participate officially part of the tournament. Um, So first I want to say great job and thank you for your sacrifice. Thank Um, you. But kind of going on that, um, I want you to kind of talk about um, how you start this journey um, and what it means to be part of the, you know, the judging and tournament organizing community in the Pokemon world. Well, it, it's a fun, like, way to get a different perspective from playing the game. It's like you, you have an enjoyment from to, to get people together, like, 
setting up tournaments, trying to make sure that the game is played and fun and just more the merrier and all that mm. stuff. So, but uh, yeah, I was like, I was, I was interested in trying to get the organizing tournaments. This goes with other card games or other games I've done in the past where I enjoyed bringing people together. I wanted to always host things. It makes me feel like I can, I'm, I'm good at organizing so mm. I can always, if there's ever an issue, I can always have, I have like the skills needed to, declutter or try to get things back on track sooner rather than later and stuff like that and mm -hmm. being helpful to the store for sure um so i guess in that being said um how do you get started in being an official like pokemon representative um in doing these things um you know for your to start out with your local your local scene and then maybe about well you have to submit uh help tick help desk ticket or support ticket to request to sign up for professor university mm -hmm. there you will have many different courses to like learn various techniques of organizing play submitting information um, and other other things to ready the pokemon players whether it be before the event during the event, after event, there was many helpful informational videos and even a couple quizzes to test your knowledge. And, and they're always very helpful to go back on to, to if you need to like brush up on a subject or need help. And also the rule book is there too for it's a great resource. So going into these quizzes and kind of just like the introduction into this world, is there anything that you need to know off the, off the start, um, you know, going into this journey? Mm, not necessarily. You can, it's whenever you sign up for the professor university, every, there's different levels of being a professor, tournament organizer, judge, and, etc um but it, it's you start off with your basics you it gives you all classics uh classes for basic judging skills tournament organizing skills and so on so and it also gives you links and stuff to like for reference to if you mm -hmm. want to become like if depending on which path you want to go on so right. It's awesome. not necessarily, yeah. Yeah. So the, the university is a great supplemental thing uh, to use because um, I've used it a little bit myself. Um, I mean, uh, they do all kinds of fun stuff on there to help you enhance your knowledge of of the game of Pokemon. Because there isn't necessarily, I mean, to sign up, we all know you can go. There's on their website, you can sign up to be a professor. You go through that process and then bam, you're a professor. Um, um, this is a, like Adam said, you have to get yourself into this so that you can have even more knowledge to better handle the situations that come across. Mm -hmm. um, as he, as he's saying, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge in there um, to use. Um, they have seminars, I think as well that they run through that you can, you can learn more. Um, so just kind of summing it, like helping to sum it up a little bit for right. you. Like it, it is a, a really cool resource. 
that Pokemon provide that helps provide. Right. Um, so yeah. I know, I'm sorry, Adam, go ahead. Oh, just a quick thing on saying what Chuck was saying with seminars. They do online seminars and they do in-person seminars where they also have like fun group activities too for going into like, for example, the NAIC, there was on the Thursday that we were all gathered into our room and they were doing PowerPoint presentations and we were also having to find buddies and just trying to figure out exactly what's the best way to run a situation or judge questions and who do I go to and so on and so forth. Right. Well, that seems awesome. Uh, like I said, uh, it's just another subset of our community. Uh, there's always going to be um, help within our community and, and people to lean on. Um, I know there's a lot of awesome local people um, for you to lean on when you have questions or concerns, um, you know, going forward. But I know I was going to say um, talking to you last Thursday um, you said you kind of there's kind of like a rank up system where you had to do X amount of um, events to become like to level up. Um, now, um, you know, I guess what is what are those um, events you know, how many events do you have to do locally before you can start kind of moving up? And what are those next levels that, you, you know, that you're trying to move into um, potentially down the road? Well, I'm mainly wanting to be a tournament organizer, uh, for example, for to get to a basic into a stage one, it takes six uh, tournaments ran organized. Mm -hmm. um, also, you've got to pass the professor uh, professor's test and exam within the university, and also Pokemon.com also sends you a test too. Um, you also got to have at least some tenure under your under your choice belt, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so to really yeah you can't just as soon as you get the six events and apply for like the stage one you you have to have at least a little bit of time in to prove that yeah you're consistent you know what you're doing there's been relatively little or no issues that you've come across and if you have come across anything things were handled in a polite and timely manner and yeah, just move, just get your time in. Right. Um, so ultimately, I guess, um, what are your, your end goals? Are, are you, you know, in an, like a year, two years, are you trying to, I guess, go more towards the player route where you're going to regionals and, and, and ICs um, as a player and or as a judge or, or a tournament organizer? Right now, I'm in the, like at the fork in the road or, or in the path where I love playing this game. It's so fun to play different like people and play different decks, but also at the same time, I, I like having the, I guess, outside looking in perspective, but also kind of being on the inside too, trying to help, help players, whether they're new and help the rulings, try to do the best I can try to bring a positive aspect at atmosphere to the community but i'm leaning towards probably going to going to like do more hosting of events and judging of events than than playing in them so because it's it's, it's a rewarding like process a rewarding experience to right. be that type of figure within the community right for sure and uh, it doesn't mean you can't play anymore like like we were on our last tournament we had an extra person so there was a buy round so you were able to still hang out with the group play 
Um, and then if any issues or rules questions popped up, you, know, you were, you know, Johnny on the spot and you, know, uh, you took care of it. Yeah. yeah I want to give whoever has the buy around uh, a chance to not feel left out. I want right. to be helpful, whether it be for rulings or for practice for the next round for whoever for the buy plays the next round. So, right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, Runner, the TO, or sometimes wearing both hats, judge. Uh, I mean, it is a reward. It's a different experience, but it can be rewarding, even though you're not the one playing. Uh, and and Pokemon does a good job too of of kind of like relieving the FOMO, uh, the fear of missing out on maybe some prizes that some people might be getting, because. Um, a lot of times when you you work events or even like in uh you you can't actually win prizes then you're not playing them but pokemon will will give out prizes that they'll give out this yeah, we've all seen like staff promos and stuff oh, yeah. yeah um so you earn those by working them and rather than having to you know you give up your time playing to earn that uh reward by working the event instead and uh, I, I know a lot of you guys that, uh, and gals, um, professors and things like that, that really find it re like super rewarding just to making sure that the event goes smooth, no hiccups and runs mm -hmm. fast. Like you just in and out right. of rounds and, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really fun and, and busy experience too. Like right. it's just taxing. Yeah, and it's uh, you got to deal with a lot of different personalities and like a bunch of questions like can can we start yet stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a little different. Like at locally, yeah, we we're gonna razz you a little bit because you know, just <laughs> as the nature of a group, you know, a close knit friend, uh, group of friends. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I know five minutes before we we're even like draw our decks. Hey, Adam, can we start? I'm just giving, getting under, trying to get under skin a little bit, but uh, yeah, I do I generally during like those uh, those other next level, you know, just the step above locals. I don't think you're going to get that kind of razzing where right, specifically right. targeted at, at like at a yeah. tournament organizer or anything like that. Yeah, but it, it'll it'll be fun even to advance more. Um, uh, just because that more you advance, the the more likelihood you you see them you see yourself in larger events that's the big thing with that that stage stage advancements with tos and judges the the higher the stage are the more they'll want you to be at those larger events where pokemon's looking for you to be there because you're a well-tenured to judge mm. person so they know you can run those type of events smoothly right, right. yeah it's just all, all about like stepping stone you got to st start small and everyone's here to help you and all, all you want to do is just send out those positive vibes yeah oh, for sure right well i i mean i think i think that's it for um toing at least uh organizing and judging um like i said you're doing a really good job um keep it up um and obviously if you need help support uh, we have uh the perfect people in our local community and you know ab abroad so uh never feel you know um hesitant to reach out for any kind of assistance um you know to any of any of those guys um but moving on i guess we kind of brushed on it um you know we're we're kind of uh, myself and you adam are kind of holding on to the end of our 2020 season or 2022 season 
Um, but let's look ahead a little bit to 2023. Uh, Cause you know, obviously we're not going to worlds. Um, we're looking, you know, to potentially, you know, get our spot into worlds for next year. Um, so there, we still have you know, what three or four months um, before the season of 2023 is officially starts. Uh, so what are kind of some strategies um, or things that you're going to do um, to kind of ready yourself to be prepared um, for, you know, the, the next season when it comes to live uh, IRL events again? Uh, are you saying like organizing or playing? Um, Wait, whatever you plan on doing yeah. for the season. Yeah, whatever you're planning on doing. We'll kind of all three of us will, will touch upon this a little bit. OK, um, I'm thinking I'm still going to give some time for getting tournament or organizing under mm -hmm. my belt and stuff like that and showing that the, I got a lot of tournaments ran and do that. But I will also like play at other locals to get experience. And if there's big events that come down the road that if like staff positions become filled up, um, that uh, I still have a backup plan, just play in a tournament right. and be there with other people. Right. And uh, even just kind of piggybacking off that, if you're, you know, you know, you're organizing some, but playing, playing, um, you know, decks, you're still kind of keeping up with the meta uh, and that will only help you in your, your um, judging, you know, career as we go forward into the next season. Yeah. Please, you never know what, uh, what kind of situations you come across. Like for example, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Doraladon VMAX versus the P flying Pikachu VMAX. Mm -hmm. So, and you want to expand upon that and what uh, what what was going on there? Um, let me roll back a little bit. That was actually flying Pikachu V, not V Max, because that's two different, I believe, abilities. Because fly is a triple colorless attack. It says flip a coin, prevent all damage and effects by your opponent's uh, attacks, mm -hmm. while the V Max is basic. Okay. So that's a whole that's a whole big difference there. Um, so whenever Doraladon with its G-Max polarization attack would attack, it says it ignores effects and abilities on your opponent's Pokemon. So the clash between the two is like Pikachu is saying that you can't hit me because I flip the heads and you prevent what you're doing to me. Right. Then it's like a double negative where G-Max polarization is negating what Pikachu is saying and just going, just pulverizing straight through Pikachu. Who turn, right. who turns off the light switch first? Yeah. Like who, who turns off who? Um, the, the Raladon VMAX turns off Pikachu. That okay. no more electric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Um, a hundred percent. I don't think I would argue that fact if I was, uh, you know, playing as buildings, Trump's flying Pikachus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Chuck, well, I'm going to ask you the same question. What are kind of some um, strategies you're taking into um, going into the 2023 season since, uh, you know, we're, we're on that off season for the most part? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think I'm going to, I want, I want to hit the 2023 season hard. I want to really take a gun run for it next year. Um, I had a lot of fun in this short run and um I didn't really do that much, but I really want to try. I like the, the idea of the grind from the small store level. So I really want to give it a go. Um, 
I also, you know, I've, I've wanted to support stores and help out if needed with professors, with, with judging and things like that, but I'm going to focus on playing. Uh, if something needs help to run, being run out here, I'm going to help because I want things to happen more right. than if they, than it not happening. Exactly. But, um, um, we need, we need people like Adam out there that want to run events. So, um, I want to help out there, but like I said, I'm going to focus on playing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit as many events as I can in the meantime. Like we, I think we alluded earlier, uh, that we might have some one K events in the few, like coming down the pipes, um, in area, in, in stores, uh, I'll hit those up, um, win some and start making a travel bank. I think that's the first thing I'm going to do is just start banking some monies to go places. Cause I know you're going to need to travel around, uh, and make a run for it. So, uh, and and you're going to need to, I I know I'm not going to get a world's invite without leaving, uh, you know, a 50 mile radius of my house. So, no, I was just, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to hit the ground running as well. Um, you know, just kind of off the experience with like the, the regionals and the ICs, um, you know, I, I'm just miscut, um, you know, at, at Indy, which I was just one game short, um, but still got, I think 30 points. And I was talking to Colton um, and he was very much in the same situation um, at, at NAIC. And I think he got like, I think he said 90 points. I could be wrong. It might be 60. Um, it's either 60 or 90, either way. Um, you know, it's, it's a pretty size. Like if you go to a few of those, even if you don't have success totally, um, there's still points there. Um, plus adding upon the local scenes, um, you know, the, the, you know, the weekly tournaments, the ice or the cups and all that stuff. Uh, it still gives you a realistic chance to do it. If you are able to grind, um, you know, obviously if you have more success, uh, the less you have to do that, um, but just having that small taste, like, like you said, the season was so short for us. Um, it was a joy. Um, and I know, you know, probably a year from now, looking back, we're like, oh man, we were looking forward to the grind. Um, cause it might be a little bit overwhelming, but still mm-hmm. I am looking forward to putting that time in and trying to earn a spot. Um, but before that, I mean, I'm just gonna try to keep up with the meta and, you know, play decks that can, you know, are, thoughtful and and really have a lot of you know sequencing um so i do feel like the the game is kind of um landing itself towards more like the longer games with two prizers and one prizers um so there's going to be a lot more decision making um or you know multiple more decision making uh opportunities during a game uh, that can win or lose you a game um, you know, opposed to where, where the game was when we started uh, in the tag team era, where there was maybe maybe four thoughtful decisions. Maybe we're going up to 10, 12. Um, and I think that just favors players like us that are going to put the time in. Um, and, you know, we put the time in, we put the reps in, we know what, um, you know, the win conditions are. Um, and there's less of a chance of that luck factor that everybody says, oh, yeah, you just lose because of luck. Um, when the games are drawn out more, even if you're behind, um, if it's a longer pace game, um, I feel like, you know, it still favors the people that have put time in. And I think it shows with the people that have success. Yeah. I'm just looking, I'm looking forward to a full, full grind rather than coming into a season half over um, as like, like a mid season call up kind of thing. Like <laughs> uh, I, I just want to, I want to come in from the ground running and, then, 
and, and see what I can do. And I'm hoping to experience a little bit of success in the regionals because for the most part, I mean, I didn't get to that many events, but I got to what everything I wanted to go to minus one because I moved in the middle of the season too. Right. So um, looking to do more, like even more than what I did this year and like maybe hit up something farther away just to like have fun at that one. So right. have a vacation. Also, Traveling with, uh, you know, buddies, like we kind of talk with Adam going to the full grip, uh, you know, the 3K or whatever it was, um, just having that camaraderie again, um, always having camaraderie with your friends and pumping them up, um, you know, that is that is where it is, uh, like with with Indy, um, I missed I missed cut, but uh, our, our local Joe Perez, he was with us, he made top eight um, and he yeah. and ended up losing to Isaiah Bradner with a B deck. Um, playing Mew, um, but he made it on stream. He made it to top eight. You know how thrilled we were. We, we like we went to dinner after that, and it was just such a joy um, to pump them up. Um, you know, during uh, before, before, during, and after. Um, yeah. You know things like that. I like I can't say enough about what that kind of experience brings to the game of Pokemon or any other game really, but just with our group of people. Um, I'm looking forward to it 100. percent Me too. Same here. If 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 going to like one case and three case is any experience, like if I, when I go with Adam, he always beats me. So mm-hmm. and and we're he always finishes well, not always, like but I'm getting higher and higher towards the top of the cut, and he's still finishing. So we're gonna get we're both right. gonna get up there mm-hmm. where we're both making the cut because even when I like the last one we went to, which was hilarious because we were I think we we're both playing for like trying to slide in. And um, he slipped right above me, right? Or like one spot above me. Like we were, yeah. I was above him. And then after the last round, he was one place above me. That's, that's it. That's what it's <laughs> about. I mean, I know locally just playing uh, Adam, he's always up there. Like I, I'll go on a streak where I might, I beat, might beat him like five in a row. And then like he will go on a street where he beat me like six or seven in a row. We just always do that. And we like, we push each other to get better. And I feel like you are definitely one of those players that have got me to a level where I feel like I'm pretty competent of a player. And, you know, it's just because of matches like that, where it's like, um, we're always pushing each other to, to just get better and better. And, you know, I can't understate how important uh, a community is, um, a, you know, support group of players and friends, um, you know, in a game like this, because yes, it's an individual sport, but it's not at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Right. With that being said, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything else. Unless Chuck, you have anything else? No, no, I'm, 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 I'm all spent. This is, this has been fun. For sure. No, like I said, it was long overdue to have you on, Adam. Uh, but before we let you go, uh, I always want to give all our guests an opportunity for any shout-outs or plugs or anything you want to say to kind of close us off here at the end of the podcast. I'm just thankful for you, Jake, you, Chuck, our teammates in the team challenge for Sports Car Junction, Sam and Colton, also our gracious um, organizer from Sports Car Junction, Nate. Um, Also love the community that we have at Heroes Inc. Comics and love that we all get along. If we have bad times, we'll help each other out. It's Mm -hmm. great support. I enjoy this game and I hope we can keep keep going strong in the future 
Let's go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I second that. Let's keep going with Sports Car Junction team uh, in the team challenge, a.k.a. Team Dolphins. <laughs> Baby Dolphins matter. Baby Dolphins matter. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us till the end. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.